You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all wheel drive. You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Welcome back. 4.35 on Thursday afternoon, trade week. Miles Fitzner, Michelangelo Rucci, all thanks to Balfour's, of course. A run home brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Hey, Rooch, another change, another change of sport before yes. we go back to it. Another yes. change of sport, but we love, we love this. It's the world game. The world game. Adelaide United defender Ryan Kiddo, who joins us on the line as they're about to kickstart their A-League men's season on Sunday afternoon. Hello, Ryan. How you going, guys? Very, very well. Are you Rich. ready, Ryan? Absolutely, absolutely. 13, 14-week pre-season, so um, the boys are raring to go. Um, this is what we've been building for, and <sighs> obviously we've got a bit of unfinished business in the last year, falling just short. So yeah. they're all very hungry and excited for the season to start. Have you got a very sturdy suitcase? A very sturdy suitcase? Well, you're going to be on the road for a fair bit of the opening. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. But the boys like getting on the road. We have good uh, good morale with the team, good chemistry. So we're excited for the first uh, first month and then obviously mm. very excited to get home into the new upgraded stadium at Coopers and so, hopefully start so, the season well and then be home with our fans. So, Ryan, let's do your travel schedule. So it's New Zealand this week, Wellington Phoenix. Then? Yep. Uh, then we got two trips to Sydney, I believe. Um, just focusing one week on the time, but I think off the top of my head it's McArthur and then Sydney. Well, make sure you so, take an umbrella to Sydney. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so you're but, okay. No, so you're okay with that? Sorry. Just having a long stint on the road? Yeah, no, nah, it's all good. Um, we'll obviously come home in between and train and be home with our families and then head off on the weekend and um, straight to business. So it's good because, like I said, all our boys get along really well. And, we sort of knew that's how the season was going to start for us with the stadium mm. upgrades, and um, yeah, we're ready and prepared for it. Ryan, how's it been with the short turnaround? I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> so um, um, I think when you fall short and you know, just miss out in the semi-final, you you sort of you just want to play next week and put it right, but you can't. So it's actually been a long pre-season, but a very enjoyable one. Yes, we worked hard, but have looked to implement a couple of new things and um, yeah, I think it's going to be quite exciting this year and like I said, we're all raring to go. Speaking of new things, can you give us an insight into a couple of players we need to keep an eye on that have come into the squad or been promoted into the senior team because there looks to be a host of changes that have gone in and out of the side. Yeah, there's always changes. Um, I think a, a big one for us coming back into the squad is Ben Halloran. Um, obviously, we're familiar with Ben and we know the quality that he brings. He's played a World Cup score, he's played overseas and 
to have him back home in red is, is going to be massive for us. And we've also been lucky to acquire a few boys from Sydney and Benny Warland, obviously another Adelaide boy from Gawler and Harry Vandersaar, who's come over as well. And he's looked fantastic. And all three of them have, fit, fit, had fitted, have fitted in seamlessly. And, um, yeah, they're ready to go. And I'm excited to see what they bring to us. So, Ryan, you talked about unfinished business. Talk about the motivation the squad has at the moment, even though there are new players who don't have the history of what happened last season. But what is motivating you? Yeah, absolutely that. I mean, uh, I've been at the club for seven years now, and, yeah, we've had some success in the Cup, but I've fallen short three times in the in the semi-final or preliminary final, whatever you want to call it. So that hunger is definitely there, and we want to go that one step further and, uh, and make the grand final and go on and win it because um, we have that belief in our squad. Although we have had a few changes, we have managed to keep the majority of the core in comparison yeah. to a lot of the other teams. So I think we're just um, adding a little bit, a few touches rather than trying to change anything too too dramatic. We think we're on the, same, on the right path and now it's just about us going and doing it. And everything's been difficult in the past two years in terms of what COVID did and the protocols and so forth. Is, is everything back in the A-League to what you knew before COVID? Where are you on testing and all that sort of stuff at the moment? Yeah, it is. It relatively is um, quite similar, I guess, pre-COVID. Obviously, the only difference is we're probably guilty of in the past. If you do have a, a cold symptom, you probably still go to training and, and do train, whereas there's no risk taken now. Right. You're yeah. kept away from the group and you're tested to make sure you don't have COVID and, mm. and then treated accordingly. But I suppose that's probably the only difference. It's just um, a no-risk policy. No, it's good news that we're getting back to some sort of normality, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think for everybody, uh, I think everyone just wants to move forward now and, yep. and and get back to as much pre-COVID as we possibly can. Oh, well, we're looking forward to seeing you in a month's time at Cooper Stadium. Yeah, looking forward to it too. It'll be great. Go get a few W's, Ryan Kiddo there, thanks to, uh, well, Balfour's, of course. He's the Adelaide United defender. He's an absolute star, Ryan, and... Always love chatting to him. There's always a few changes in the United side, isn't there? Like, when they make list changes, they're, they're big, aren't they? Like, they'll be like five in, five out. Well, it's the world game. You're going to have the young talent being drawn elsewhere, and then they're scouring the world to bring in their own new talent to keep us, you know, well-motivated to keep going to Highmarsh Stadium or Cooper Stadium to see just what Adelaide United can deliver this season. Yeah, hopefully new faces, they can... New hope. Yeah, hopefully they can just go a little bit deeper. Uh, on the other side of this route, we're going to chat to Paul Bonzo. He's going to give us an update from Karen Rolton Oval for the first Shield game this season. We're going to jump to a break on the run home. Miles Fitz and the Michelangelo Rucci. And you can send us a text on 0427 154 166 or give us a call 1300 736 736. And we'll take some calls after Paul Bonser right after this. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Woods. Welcome back. This is The Run Home. Kimbo and the Rooch, Miles Fitzner filling in for Kim Dillon, all thanks to Balfour's. And we're live from Studio SA's Studio Lumo. Michelangelo... When we start talking to this man, it means that the cricket is firing up. He's one of the great callers we've also got here at SEN. He's done a great job with the Sandfall and some of the AFL. His name is Paul Bonzer and he joins us. Hello, superstar. Uh, g'day, boys. How are you going? We're good, good, mate. Paul. Tell Australia us. won the toss. Sent Victoria yeah. in. Now, I can understand it. Overcast, all that sort of stuff. Did they make the right call? Look, I think they did. When we got here this morning, the track did look a little bit different to normal. It was a lot darker. 
Um, we haven't had a lot of sun in Adelaide, as you'd know, in the last mm. week or so, but uh, the ball did move around early and um, they struck in the very first over. The debutant, well, debutant for South Australia, Harry Conway, yes. who's come over from New South Wales, got Will Pukowski out in the first over without Ooh. scoring, so that was handy. Um, and they took four wickets in the first session. So when you win the toss, you put the opposition yeah. in, you get four wickets in the first session. You, Travis Head would have been pretty happy going to lunch. Uh, but there's been some rearguard action from Victoria. Marcus Harris made 85, and Will Sutherland is still there at the moment. He's on 68. So currently the score is 6 for 202. So they're fighting back the Victorians, but South Australia probably still on top at this stage. Have you liked what you've seen from Harry Conway so far? I know they put a lot of time into him in the off-season to sort of add to the likes of McSweeney and a few others. Yeah, he's been good, but probably the, the pick of the bowlers has been Jordan Buckingham. Ah, good old Bucks. Yeah, he has two for, um, and has bowled really well um, and probably might have had another. But that, look, that bowled okay. David Grant has got a couple of weeks. So two for Buckingham, two for Grant. Um, one for Agar and one for Conway. So they've shared them around a little. But um, Will Sutherland's batting beautifully here. Uh, brought up his first, his maiden half, first class half century not that long ago. And he's swinging the willow now as he puts David Grant onto the hill at Karen Rolt Noble. Hey, uh, B- hey, Bonds, you're not calling it on KO right now. You can go back and do that in a second. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, geez, Marcus, geez, Marcus Harris likes uh, batting in Adelaide. They, him and uh, Pekoski obviously famously broke the War Brothers partnership record here a season or so ago. Yeah, he was un- a bit unlucky not to bring up his 100, actually. The first over after T, he got one on the hip and just sort of helped it around the corner and hit it straight down the throat to Wes Agar at fine legs. So... Uh, he was very disappointed when he walked off for 85, but he, he looked the pick of the batters. He looked a class above. Mm. Uh, Bonds, always looking forward to some cricket updates from you. Go call them well, buddy. Thank you, boys. He'd be call- he'd be calling with a great Laurie Colliver out there too, I'd imagine, uh, Roach. Nicely he? placed that, isn't it? Six for 200-odd. Yeah, uh, it's a good start, though. Four in the first session. Yeah, what see. a rear guard. Let's see what happens next. Hey, uh, let's get into some callers. I've been waiting for this too. We've just gone about 4.50. We'll get, uh, I think we've got Hamish on the line to talk about the Adelaide Crows rebuild. Hello, Hamish. G'day, Miles. How are you going? Got oh, very well. Uh, what do you um, want to talk about, mate? Uh, mate, I'm, 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 I'm just um, on what you were talking about earlier. I'm with Roach in terms of the rebuild of the Crows. So, you know, we're talking about people, you know, for example, this year coming up, we've got Tex, Fog. Rankin, Saligo, Rochelle, uh, McHenry, Murphy. You know, we've brought in Dawson. Um, I just think, um, you know, we're 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 building well. Um, and yeah, you know, I you know I think the Rankin deal is going to be fantastic for us. Well, Rochelle and Saligo are on the way up. Uh, McHenry and Murphy, uh, they're not even going to get any bait to trade them. Uh, I mean, no one would even take yeah, them no, at any no. other club. And then Walker's pretty no, old. Fogarty's only come good for, what, a month or two. Yeah. I'm saying, wouldn't so you who, actually who, need to probably chase a big on baller to help Keys out? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I definitely definitely want that. But who's going to take the... Um, who, who will take the number one defender? Tex or Fog? Oh, would you... oh, with Taylor Walker still, surely. Yeah, have to. But then Fogg's going to, you know, kick four, three or three a game. And that's the well, he's, but we but that's we only found that out in the last 
half of the well, essentially this season. He's you know at the start of the season we were like, well, where is he at? Yeah, and then and then you throw Rankin and Rochelle. You know, there's a bit of form there. There's a bit of. But I mean, but that but that forward line's not. It's still not in the top. 10 in the comp, is it? No, no, it's not. It's, it's very much, um, yeah, very much a, a build. I just thought um, when you were sort of saying, oh, the real bird's going a bit slowly and Rich was saying, no, it's actually a matter of, you know, getting down to business each year. Um, yeah, so I, I, that was my but point. But geez, one, one so. player, all I'm saying, Amy Show, is one player a year, right, to really work with Dawson. Now, yeah. if you go and target one player like Rankin and it doesn't go well... Then you're in. You yeah. are in all sorts of trouble. It's because you, yeah, all your yeah. eggs are in one basket. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I understand that. I think. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah. Can't argue. If he goes wrong, then yeah. Of course, that's a, that's the case. Um, but uh, yeah. No. I'm, I'm. I'm excited about the um, the possibility of the Ford line working. So. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, you, you make a good point, Hamish. You make a good point. Hey, Roach, we're going to skip over. We'll go to Annie now. Thanks for the call too, Hamish. Well done. Uh, let's go to Annie in Adelaide. She wants to talk about Dan Houston. Um, I'll let you handle this, Roach. Oh, Annie. <laughs> Annie. Oh, oh Roach. Shall I we tell them they're my... dreaming at West Coast? Oh, I was driving home from work and I nearly had, from the beautiful part of a uh, little town called Tainton, had it. Henschke Wine. Oh, good spot. Good spot. Oh, yes. And I tell you what, I nearly went off the road when I heard (laughs) you say that, Roach. Oh, my God. Now, the way I see it is they are seriously clutching at straws to try and make up for the abysmal trade that they did to get Tim Kelly, which cost them an absolute arm and a leg. And... Dan Houston is 10 times better than Junior. Not that I'm saying I wouldn't love him to be at Port Adelaide because we're in desperate need of a small forward, obviously. But, oh, my God, they need to get off the juice. Well, this is what what we suggest. Jason Cripps, as list manager at Port Adelaide, should say when West Coast rings up and says, can you send us Dan Houston? Tell him he's dreaming. Hey, Annie, do you Do you work out at Hitchkeys, do you? Yes, I do, yes. But did you ever, ever just slid a hill of grace in the back of the car on the way home? Oh, I'd love to, but I'd, <laughs> I wouldn't. There's too many cameras. <laughs> oh, I, bet, I, I bet you Justine wouldn't like it too much either. Hey, appreciate your call, Annie and uh, Houston. No he won't. He won't be going anywhere. Uh, we've got one more here. We've got Cyril at Kensington Gardens. Wants to talk about the Crows list. Hello, Cyril. Yes, look, Miles, this is always a frustrating time of the year for Crows supporters because this is the time of the year when you're supposed to be improving your list. <laughs> here but we there's are. A, there's, there's, there's the usual lack of urgency, right? And, and I know, you and you blokes know, the successful football clubs have the best people and... Sydney, they started their rebuild the same time as we did. Geelong, they have the best recruitment staff and best list management. And Adelaide, unfortunately, we're a long way down the line. And until we, until we make a change, they'll just do the one deal. And unfortunately now, because we've been drafting so badly, and we've got so many misses, 
when you try and bring the ex-South Australian lads home, it costs you a lot of money. Yes. You're going to rely on trading them back. Because you've got and no one to trade them for. I've found that now. I know. And <laughs> this happens every, anyway, Moles. Thanks for, look, it's very rare for a person in media to put pressure back on the Crows' lack of urgency. Well, I'm more than happy to do it, Cyril. I just think that one player a year is just not going to get you anywhere. No, it's pathetic. And, and, and you've it, drafted... I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because we see it every year. Goodness. Your, very... your thoughts, Roach? No, I, I like with Matt Rendell, they've got a strategic plan. They've worked it. They know that they've got to make very, very careful picks in the trade period. They go heavily into the draft and they rebuild this list section by section. Now, there is no, there's no quick fix here. I mean, find me where there is a rebuild that is as quick and then sustained in its success. It's not about that. I think what it's about is too, Cyril hit the nail on the head, is a lot of their draft program, they've drafted players of a similar size, yeah, of a similar ilk, that are that. fringe on ballers that. that won't make A-grade midfielders but also that. don't make A-grade small forwards. So then where that. do they sit? No, but I would have thought their strategy in the past two years has been pretty solid and the proof of it will be in the next two years if they emerge from a bottom four side to a consistent finalist and then we'll see just what well, happens next. I, I dare I say it, I'm, I'm, look I'm only on for one go so uh, that's okay. Where do you see if North Melbourne improve under Alistair Clarkson if. GW Hawthorne are getting better under Sam Mitchell mm-hmm. so you've got West Coast and GWS and the Crows right? Now if the West Coast if Tim Kelly, he was a Brownlow favourite, remember, at some point. He's had a bad year or two. He can turn around and turn it on. Elliot Yo can get fit. Nick Nat knew he's one of the best ruckmen in the comp. The Crows don't have an Elliot Yo or a Nick Nat. They don't have either of those. Now, the West Coast if, has got a lot of deficiencies as well. But it, I know, their but, squad is but in there a is, mess. Do you think, really, who, who, what teams are finishing below the Crows in the AFL next year? West Coast. What do you... Yeah, and and what? Maybe maybe GWS. Oh, I'm not convinced North Melbourne rises above Adelaide next year. What with with some of the four bi- biggest precocious talents? Go, they don't like no, Simpkin, Davies, no, Uniac. No, I don't see that immediate jump over Adelaide next year. So, so you've you've got North Melbourne and West Coast are the only two behind the Crows. Yeah, and I think they're touch and go with Hawthorne as well. Yeah. What, now, do, you, do you think that's going to cut it this deep into – because other teams, they're continually – you have a look at what team's going to get worse. Yeah, they're, they're, and, I'm, and, and, I'm, not, I'm not seeing – I'm not seeing where they're out of the realm of pushing into that bracket between 9 and 12 next year. Adelaide. But you can't do it without on-ballers. And other than – like, you can't do it with – with Schonberg, you can't do it with uh, the guy that got 30 for him that mm. he can't get a game in Matt Crouch. Yep. You've got Rory Laird and Ben Keys. They they are your absolute A-grade on ballers. Yeah, well, if they start working Dawson, ranking into Then you lose rotations. your best defender. You, then you oh. lose your best small forward. Well, they're going to they're be able to put Miller in defence. So things are going to change. It, it's not... It's not beyond their realm to get to the edge of the top eight next year. They, oh, well, they need it. They need. A, they need a bull. They so should have think, thrown the kitchen be, sink at so Dunkley or a horn. For, yeah, they needed an on goal kicking on ball bull. So you they think, don't have one. You think they're going to be closer to eighteen than nine by the end of next year? 
Oh, 100%. Okay. We'll put that in the vault. We'll see where it is by the end of next season. Oh, 100%. I, I, I just... They've got some really good young talent. Saligo, Rochelle, they're going to yep. take time. Fogarty's just come good. I, I think I think there are a few other guys that, that – I mean, Dawson's been recruited. The, he was like a leave for Port, really. Dawson was for, for the Crows. Mm. He's been like recruit of the year. Well, we will put this in the vault. We'll reconvene in October next year and see just who was closer to the mark here. Is it Adelaide going to be near the top eight? or near the bottom four? I'd love to get that off the text. 0427 154 Are they closer to finals than they are closer to a wooden spoon? Ooh, it's a big call. See what the response is. Oh, I don't think it's going to be great in my favour to just maybe <laughs> just as a just as a thought, Roach. I don't think it is. I, I'm, I'm trying to be realistic, right? I mean, Port, Port are the ones that can bounce right back up and be top four. They're the ones that can they can respond and respond quickly. Yeah, I'm still ranking Port about sixth, not top four at their best. No, but if they put it all together... Oh, and there's there's a lot of ifs in that because the depth test will be again challenged if they get bad injuries. I mean, where where yep. are they in their ruck stocks? They've just got young ruckmen behind Scott Lyson. Now, Radagalia helps, but... Oh, Radagalia, mate. People saying he's a fringe player at best off the text machine. Yep. I'm telling you, uh, I, I, he just didn't fit into... He was one of... Uh, he's one of the good players. Well, he's a really good player. Time for the news, and we'll take all the feedback straight up. Welcome back, Kimbo and the Rooch. Tomorrow's car in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, all-wheel drive. We're live from Studio SA's Studio Studio SA's Studio Lumo (laughs) SA. Uh, A lot of the text. Geez, I want to read some of those out. They are. Uh, here we go. They're, they're interesting. But let's go to Josh Gabalik for AFL, from AFL Trade Radio. Have a chat about the latest. Hello, Joshy. Hello, Miles. How are you going? Very well. Josh, Josh Dunkley. Is he going Josh to be stuck? Dunkley. Is he going to be stuck in a preseason draft? How does how does this happen after he went through what he did trying to get to Essendon? Oh, look, Michelangelo. I think this is all part of this part of the game. We've, we've still got a week left, so. Yes, it's definitely stalled and there's some frustration yeah. from the Western Bulldogs because they didn't want to lose him as a starting point. They were devastated to lose him and we all heard what Luke Beveridge said at the yeah. Sutton Medal a week ago and the frustration around him, especially seeing him win that best and fairest and then be heading out the door. Um, it's just it's just stagnated a little bit and the dogs are quite dirty yesterday when Brisbane made that trade with Greater Western mm. Sydney and they moved 15, so they moved back to 21 and the dogs wanted 15 as part of this Dunkley trade. So it really has complicated things a little bit. But also Brisbane have got a lot going on in terms of they need to amass points yeah. to be in a position to match bids for Will Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher, two players that are clearly going to go in the first round. Will Ashcroft essentially at number one. So they've got a fair bit going on. Jack Gunston is still in play. But yeah, this Dunkley deal, it's just reached an impasse as we sit here seven days out. So where can you can you un? pack this as to how Brisbane finds two first round draft picks to satisfy the Bulldogs is is that workable are they able to do something else than other than two first round draft picks it's going to be difficult I'm, I mean I think we might have to see a player involved in some way and, and Reese Matheson is a name that's been thrown up that's not going to satisfy Sam the barometer the barometer yeah it's a great name to be involved in terms of this time of year um, especially given what Reese did in the back end of the year and the interest in him. But 
I don't think that's going to be enough. It's, this is going to be one that goes down to the deadline. There's no doubt about it. We we saw that a few years ago with Dunkley and Essendon. So I, I don't know how they get this done. I, I think 15 was a real sticking point. So what they did yesterday was a little bit dangerous to this deal. Yeah. I still think he gets there because... I mean, he's nominated this club and, and Port Adelaide were right into him. Port Adelaide were right in a position for him as well before he nominated the Lions. So let's play so, this out. If it, if it got to a pre-season draft, Bulldogs call before Brisbane. Port Adelaide calls before Brisbane. Does something then happen between the trade period and the draft period that Josh Dunkley doesn't finish up at Brisbane? I'd be surprised if he doesn't land there via, by, by the trade period. And if that doesn't happen, I think he'd find his way there in the pre-season draft. We don't usually see them land at a different club that they don't want to get to. So Actually, the Bulldogs would be massively shortchanged then. Yep, yep. No, they're really disappointed with 15, but a lot is still to play out. I know there's a lot of pick swaps being discussed behind the scenes at the moment at a lot of clubs. So a lot of clubs are trying to move up the board this year and even next year. The Gold Coast Suns have got a lot of academy players that they want to get next year. Yep. So they are trying to accumulate points for next year, but it's a fascinating situation at the moment with Dunkley. It just is not moving as quickly as we wanted it to. Uh, Josh, are you hearing anything in regards to Matt Crouch? Because uh, we're expecting the, the request to go in and three clubs interested. Is there any sort of names flicking around about clubs he potentially might end up at? No names at this stage. There, I've been told there is a little bit of interest in him. It's just hard to get a gauge on, on what he's worth from a trade perspective. Obviously, he's also contracted for next year. It's 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 staggering to think what's happened to Matt Crouch when you when you think about how good a player he's been yeah. at Adelaide and, and, and how well he played in the central this year. I mean, to be dropped three times and to go back and do what he did at that level was incredible. So definitely fallen out of Matthew Nixon's plans. You'd love to see him get an opportunity elsewhere because he's far too good a player not to be playing in the AFL. I, I think he's one that we'll, we'll get a better read on him next week. I think once once we get a better read on someone like a Tom Mitchell, we, mm. we need to see some of these, these clubs that are interested in, in inside mids um, and, and if they can fill some needs. But he's going to be a f- fascinating point, I think, in those closing hours, in, in the closing days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to get a better picture on Matt Crouch. So the expectation is Matt Crouch will tell Adelaide within, well, by the end of the week, which club of the three that are supposedly you know, pursuing him that he wants to have as his new home. Where does he fit in a trade cost to that club to get him out of Adelaide? It's a difficult question to answer right now. It depends on the club. So I'm not sure. I'm really not sure with Matt Crouch. I find him a really difficult one to get a read on. I feel like it's the same as the Adelaide Crows. I mean, they don't want to lose him, but they don't want to play him. Yeah. So that's the fascination with him. He's only 27. He's got heaps of football left in him. You can understand why he is entertaining a move. I, I was told that he's really settled in Adelaide, really likes Adelaide as a place mm. to live, doesn't want to move, but wants to play AFL, which you can understand. So I'm looking forward to finding out more around some of the suitors because I'm sure he fits into a lot of clubs around the competition. It's amazing to think that he can't get a game in that midfield right now, but that's the decision they've made. Second round or third round draft pick? I think he's personally, I think he's worth a second round pick. Late second? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean by the club. It all depends on what clubs involved, where they sit in the scheme of things. But as I said, there are a lot of 
pick swaps being negotiated at the moment. So this one feels like it's going to be done. If it's going to be done, it'll be done quite late. But it's just going to depend on where you sit in the draft order mm. in terms of what he's worth. Josh, if I had to ask you about uh, a trade or, or something that you, you think is going to happen that'll be the biggest story over the next two or three days, which one would it be? Is it Does it become Horn Francis? Does it become Mitchell? Which one's looking like it's probably going to be the biggest story for Trade Radio in the next two or three days? Well, I definitely think Jason Horn Francis because it's been a huge talking point across the first four days of the trade period. I mean, it was big bombshell report by Cal Toomey at afl.com.au on Sunday night, and it dominated everything on Monday. We had every list manager, head of football, arrive at, the, at Marble Stadium on Monday. Everyone apart from Richmond, that is. Blair Hartley didn't speak because he was sick, but we heard from all 17 clubs, and I think almost all 17 clubs were asked about Jason Horn Francis in some way, shape or form. So it was great to hear from Chris Davies. It was great to hear from Brady Rawley to get that insight. This one feels like it's just stalling a little bit like the Dunkley one, but unlike the Dunkley one, there hasn't been as much preparation time. We've known for some time, or the best part of two weeks, that Dunkley wants to go to Brisbane. But this Jason Horn Francis one's come out of nowhere a little bit in the extent that it was mooted maybe mid-season, but where it's come from, you know, on the eve of the trade period was a bombshell. But West Coast are definitely in play to to be involved in a three-way trade to sort of get this deal moving and, and the number one, uh, the number two pick was was a topic of conversation between the clubs yesterday so this, I think that is still a chance to be involved the junior Rioli component to this is, is quite interesting because West Coast want more than pick 27 which is what Port Adelaide got as compensation for Carl Amon which many would think is probably fair for junior Rioli given how much footy he's missed and how little footy he's actually played at AFL level for someone his age. So, so many components to this. I think Horn Francis gets done in the end. But North Melbourne would have been adamant all week that if Port Adelaide can't satisfy what they want, they'll hold Horn Francis to his contract next mm. year. He's a contract yeah. player, yeah. obviously. So it's going to be a really interesting one. I think it's a quite, quite a difficult one to do, especially if you get another club involved. And the Rioli factor is really intriguing. We we heard today, Riley Beveridge reported that, that Dan Houston is a name that could be included in this despite signing a really long-term contract this year. So there have been a number of names. Riley Bonner, of course, has been um, out there for the past few days and it's not one that the club's shut down nor has his manager. So I think players need to be involved and that's always difficult. It, take, it takes time to, to organise these things when you've got another player involved. So you speak of Marvel Stadium on Monday when it all began, the talks between the clubs, and Andrew Mackey as the list manager at Geelong was quite firm that Radagalia was staying at the Cattery. 24 hours later, he was waffling a bit about where Radagalia was at. Today, Radagalia is saying he wants to go to Port Adelaide. How does this one play out at the end? It's a good spot, Michelangelo, because you're right. On Monday, Andrew Mackey was adamant that he was going to remain at the Cattery, he has a contract for next year. And that was the word for the past few weeks. There has been some murmurs around Radicalia. There have been a lot of clubs interested in St Kilda were one of those clubs. They went and got Cordy instead because they couldn't convince yep. Radicalia to come to St Kilda. And he would have been perfect in terms of what they need, in terms of their depth. But now we get to Thursday, and there's definitely been a shift change. You can understand from Radicalia's perspective, he only played four games this year. He's only really played as a key forward and a ruckman. And in the second half of the year, they threw him behind the ball 
at VFL level. So I don't think he wants to play as a key defender from what I've been told. But he, he's shown enough across six seasons now at AFL level that he, he can play senior footy. So to only play four games this year, you can understand why he's exploring his options. But Geelong are pretty keen on, on keeping him because he provides him a great level of depth because he can play all, all, all facets of the ground. So I, I think this one gets done, but it's, it's through gritted teeth that the Cats will let him go. Okay. Josh, appreciate you coming on. Plenty happening. We'll be sure to tune in to AFL Trade Radio, mate. We'll chat again soon. Thanks, Miles. Anytime. Josh Gablick there uh, from AFL.com.au with the Trade Radio. Roots, we put the question out. We put the question out. Do they finish closer to the Crows? Do they finish closer to a spoon or to the finals? And boy, did they come in. Um, Jeff did say, imagine if the Crows get a handful of injuries at the start of the year, like Port copped. Yeah. They're well, big trouble. Difficult then, yes. Um, Miles, I think Roots is playing a game here with Crows fans, pumping them up so they get ahead of themselves. I don't normally agree with you, Fitz, but I do on this. Uh, who am I? A few others. Uh, um, a few people are chiming in here, so they're all saying, uh, closer to finals, uh, you uh, NOB. Yeah, it's yeah normally with a K that's spelt, but anyway, we'll get them to, uh, to fix that one up. Crows won't play finals... Crows won't play finals for three years. Uh, Miles Adelaide are going to be better than you think. Um, who do you barrack for? Uh, I'm a Geelong supporter, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> Congratulations, so, yeah. Miles. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, uh, just, to, just for those who are... That was interesting what Josh had to say about what Rattigalier wants to do with his football. Just as a measure of the tape, this will, this will be interesting for Port fans. Radigalia is 197 centimetres. Do you want to know the height of the other three major defenders at Port Adelaide? Alia Alia is 196. So he's taller than Alia Alia. Tom Cleary is 193. Trent McKenzie is 191. They do need height at the back, don't they? They do. It's so it, obvious for so he long. Is, he is, if you, your Port fans out there, I'll tell you this right now, as a Geelong supporter, I do not want to lose Asava Radigalia. He is athletic, yep. unbelievably good in the air. And I, I, his aerial ability, contested aerial ability when he's on, mm. is as good as anyone's. Uh, he can go forward. He can go back. He's versatile. He'd be a very, very good recruit. Very good recruit okay. for Port. Let's see how that one plays. In the Someone said, I, I just listened to you guys talk about Radagalia and thought, what absolute overstating a play. You're talking about him like he's a champion. Hasn't been able to get a consistent game before his cost. He got injured. Go watch his highlight reel. And he's also in the arguably one of the best lists in the comp. Yeah, no doubt about um, that. Crows will push for top eight. I can't understand why Port and Roach continually blame their 2022 season on injuries. The last third of the year when their list was 100%, they lost five of eight and only cheap wins against the Crows and Essendon patched it over from Blake. I'm um, not sure about that, Blake. I don't, I don't think Scott Lysett played in the last third of the year, did he? That's a significant part of it. Someone said, if Roots is even mildly positive about the Crows, then things are looking up, said Harry. <laughs> uh, the Crows closer to the eight than the bottom four. Oh, I'll have anything you like with that. Boys, Crows strategy might be okay, but execution very poor. Too many average players diminish your ability to trade. This couldn't be more spot on. Uh, each, year, um, each year, one in, but also think about the ones who drop off at the other end. Do the Crows have a do not disturb sign on their door at Metricon? Oh, no, no. Uh, we back after the break because yeah we need to, and all thanks to tomorrow's uh, car is in stock today. Tech Drive, a Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive, and we are in SENSA's studio, Lumo. 
A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Welcome back. 5.22, only a couple of minutes left. Miles Fitzner, only filling in for one day for Kim Dillon. So a few of you that have chimed in off the text machine, you've only got one day of it. Uh, Roots, you've enjoyed today. And we've got plenty in store tomorrow, Miles. You may be here again. I'm not sure Kim's doing that well. Well, well so. I'm, not, I'm, I'm away, so I'm not... Oh, I, I can't help. I can't oh, help you tomorrow. Dear. I cannot help you. Another trade will be in place tomorrow. I, I'm in. I'm in New South Wales tomorrow. Okay. Well, so. just stay tuned because we might need you because Isaac Rankin may be officially a Crows player tomorrow. We're staying, you know, keen on that one. Not sure that Jason Horn Francis is going to be done anytime soon, and Junior Rioli. So. See how this plays out to the trade deadline on Wednesday next week. So keep your phone on, Miles. We may need you. Yeah, well, I'll be uh, I'll be somewhere north of Goulburn in there, so I might be able to chime in on the phone. Uh, also, a few more off the text to chime in. Kadeen Horsham, appreciate you texting in from the Wimmera Mallee. A uh, few people, yeah, just disagreeing with the. Geez, I can't wait to play this audio next year, Roach. This time next year, Lonzy will pull it up. Him and I'll have a laugh together. Like we did this year, so the last game in September. So you've got Adelaide closer to the bottom of the ladder than ninth position. I've got well, them closer Hawthorne, to ninth than 18th. Well, the only teams, like Hawthorne will be better than them, Gold Coast will, Port will, St Kilda will, you Carlton Hawthorne will. will be better than Adelaide? Absolutely. Ooh, okay. Absolutely. We might have, we might have something on that. Absolutely. Mate, they've got their 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 forward, their forward Lewis. He's a star. He's a star. I don't think Adelaide's attack's going to be shabby. Uh, have you got a star? <laughs> I will. I'll back oh, Adelaide to be hey, better than Hawthorne next year. Lucky, lucky, I'm not uh, in Adelaide because I wouldn't make it to the car park tonight. But oh, I've thoroughly well, enjoyed you've it. Had enough trouble with that. <laughs> uh, let that uh, one pass. Hey, thank you, team. Thanks, Thanks so Miles. much. Thanks, Lizzie, Benny. Happy to fill in. Uh, and everyone knows we're all having a bit of a laugh. And look, someone said I'm not going to watch a minute's worth of highlights from two years ago. Oh well, have fun. Good night. Have everyone. a safe Thursday. Good night. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.